We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? What's up? What a good week, man. I love this week. This might be one of my favorite weeks of the entire year. Of course, I'm talking about opening week NFL. Buffalo Bills have a regular season game on Sunday. I'm so excited, man. I really am. Anyway, welcome to Talk of Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Patrick Moran. You can find me on Twitter, at Pat Moran Tweets. And uh, I'll tell you what. So today's going to be a, a solo episode, and it's not going to be long. So it'll be kind of brief. What I want to do today, pretty self-explanatory. I'm going to offer my annual Buffalo Bills season bowl predictions. I guess we can call them bowl predictions, as well as some NFL stuff as well. And then I got some of my own, and I also asked listeners on Twitter and Facebook to send me some of theirs said I would read them on the air and that's exactly what I'm going to do today so I got plenty from you guys as well uh John Fina is going to be on the show former Buffalo Bills left tackle he's going to be on tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to having a chat with John I got a chance to well it wasn't me and John just us I did a show with uh the Rock Power Report a handful of weeks ago Ed O'Neill's and John Fina was part of uh, part of that crew along with Joe Miller and of course the guys from Rock Pile Report. Anyway, that was a fun episode. I've had John on the show once before and there were just a couple things that I noticed while we were taping that show that I really wanted to, to discuss individually with him. So I'm going to get a chance to do that tomorrow. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of fun, by the way, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that I have not done a podcast from my own place, my own uh, setup. I haven't slept in my own bed since June 16th, but I'm happy to report finally I am into my new apartment. Uh, I'm in West Seneca. I got a home studio set up right now and really cool. Hopefully you can hear it. By that, I mean the acoustics are really good in here. I love it, man. I love it. I've been podcasting for the last two months in hotel rooms, hotel lobbies. Uh, my mother essentially her attic with wood paneling from the 1960s. It's, it's been fun. It's been interesting, but this is fun for me now. I'm back in my own uh, my own environment that I love. I don't have to handhold uh, a studio microphone. I got my boom arm all set up, all that stuff. So Real excited about all that. But anyway, like I said, I want to get right into today's episode. And then at the very end, 
I'm going to do my annual Super Bowl prediction as well. But like I said, I got some Buffalo Bills and some NFL Bowl predictions, and then I got some from you, the listeners, as well. So let's just jump right into it. Here's my Buffalo Bills uh, Bold season predictions. And by the way, I love at the end of the season going back and listening to this episode and seeing how accurate or how inaccurate I was. If I do well, I'm going to play some sound clips, talking some shit. And if I'm way off, you know, I'll play some clips and I'll, I'll be the first to call myself out. You won't even have to do that. Anyway. All right, here we go. I got five or six Buffalo Bills related. Number one, Devin Singletary might be the starter this year. But I think Zach Moss finishes the season with significantly better numbers and establishes himself as the best running back on this roster, not Devin Singletary. And I know I've been kind of a a Devin Singletary hater on this podcast for quite a while now. It's not so much that I don't like Devin Singletary. I just like Zach Moss a lot more. I think he's a better option out of the backfield. I think he's a better pass blocker than Devin Singletary. And I think, quite frankly, he's a a better runner. Now, no running back is going to put up sexy stats in a Josh Allen pass-happy offense like Buffalo has. But that doesn't mean that Zach Moss can't become a very good player and useful to this offense. And again, it's not really me saying that Devin Singletary stinks. I think he's okay. I just think the Buffalo Bills, quite frankly, whether it was Brian Gable, whether it's Sean McDermott, whoever it may be, I just don't see the trust in Devin Singletary. And I know how hard he's worked out this offseason. He's stacked. He looks bulked up. I get it. And he also looked, by the way, in fairness to Devin, he looked really good in this preseason. I mean, really good. Didn't run the ball much. (laughs) Nobody runs the ball much for the Buffalo Bills. Get used to that. But he's looked good. And again, it's not that I don't like him. It's just I don't think the Bills trust him that much. And history kind of shows that. His rookie year, that playoff game in Houston, he did not carry the ball in the fourth quarter or overtime. Last year, that drop pass against the Chiefs in AFC Championship, he got benched after that. The leash is really short with him. And I know the leash was short with Zach Moss, his rookie year last year. He fumbled near the goal line against Frisco. And I'm not even sure he saw the field again. I just like the physical talent of Zach Moss more. Now, Devin Singletary might start. I wouldn't draft either of these guys for fantasy football, by the way. I wouldn't draft either of them. But I like Zach Moss better. I think he's going to have a significantly better year when it's all said and done. All right, moving on. Next one. My 2021 Buffalo Bills breakout star this year is going to be Gabriel Davis. I like Gabriel Davis a lot. And he had a really good rookie season last year. 35 catches, 599 yards, seven touchdowns. He was huge. And we've talked about this on the show a couple times. Huge in that Bills playoff game against Indianapolis. That drive right before halftime where the Bills needed to score a touchdown. The way things were going, they needed that touchdown. Gabriel Davis had not one, two uh, toe swiping catches along the sideline. Very instrumental in in the Bills scoring a touchdown before the half. That was huge. I like Gabriel Davis a lot. He's looked really good this summer. I thought he's looked fantastic in the preseason. So I like him a lot. And also, I mean, between Stephon Diggs, who's banged up right now, more on that in a minute, uh, Cole Beasley, 
who's 32 years old, and Emmanuel Sanders, who's 34, and Isaiah McKenzie's already got a banged up shoulder, there's going to be injuries. And because of injuries throughout the year, that means there's going to be opportunities for Gabriel Davis to, to shine even further. And I think he's just going to take advantage. I really like his skill set a lot. He's really good, man. Really good. So yeah, breakout star this year, Gabriel Davis. Now, I don't know that he's going to have like a thousand yards. I don't know if he's going to get that much opportunity. And I hope not, because if he does, that means something significant happened to either Diggs, Beasley, or Sanders. But he's going to be effective. He's effective right now as a fourth receiver. And when he gets opportunities to do more as that third or second receiver, he's going to take advantage. I can see him having, I don't know, he had 600 yards as a rookie. I can see him having 800 yards, maybe 45 to, to 50 catches. I like him a lot. All right, moving on. Mario Addison is going to be this year's Trent Murphy. Basically, what I'm saying is that Mario Addison is this year's insurance policy at defensive end. I think ultimately Mario Edison made this team and the Bills elected to trade Bam Johnson to Carolina for two reasons. Number one, financially, it just made sense after Addison kind of had a, a pay cut slash restructure on his contract. It just didn't make good financial sense to move on from him. Beyond the money, I think Mario Addison is critical in the locker room as a mentor to the young guys, which by the way, John Fina talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the Rock Pile Report, and we're going to deep dive a little more into that on the show tomorrow. But anyway, Mario Addison, his wisdom, his mentoring off the field in, in the locker room, in positional meetings with guys like Gregory Rousseau and Carlos Basham Jr., two guys who the Bills invested heavily in in the draft this year. Not to mention A.J. Epinesa, who was a second-round pick just a year ago, and even F.A. Yabata, who's still kind of young. I think Mario Addison has that type of role, but I don't think he's going to be active much this year. If there's not injuries, I don't think you're going to see Mario Addison out there a lot. If they're going to go four defensive ends that are active on game day on the roster, Jerry Hughes is obviously a lock. Gregory Rizzo is obviously a lock. A.J. Vanessa is obviously a lock. That would leave only one more spot for game day. And I think that's going to go to F.A. Abada. So I don't think you're going to see much of Addison. Now, I said Trent Murphy, and here's why. Trent Murphy didn't play much last year, but he had a role. And when he was needed in that playoff game in Baltimore, he played magnificently. In fact, he knocked out Lamar Jackson from that game. Clean hit, too. So I, I say Mario Edison is insurance this year. This year's Trent Murphy. All right, I got two more Bills ones here. Number one, many people think that Josh Allen is the one who's due for a statistical regression in 2021. But I actually think that person who's going to regress statistically, and only statistically I'm, I'm saying here, is going to be Stefan Diggs. Now, don't get me wrong. Stefan Diggs is an amazing wide receiver. He is easily, in my mind, top five in the NFL right now, okay? I'm saying that he's going to have a regression statistically only because, dude, 127 catches for 1,535 yards last year. Man, it's almost going to be impossible to replicate. Almost impossible. Stephon Diggs came to the Bills and by the way, if you didn't know this, 
He had the greatest statistical season of any wide receiver in the history of the NFL that was either traded or signed with a new team. He was on a team and then he went to a new team. He had the most catches for the most yards of any first year on a team wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Just absolutely amazing. So I don't know that he can replicate that. Plus, in this offense, where your quarterback, Josh Allen, is more confident than ever, and I think Emmanuel Sanders will be a big addition, I think he'll have a bigger role this year than John Brown had last year, even when John Brown was healthy, which unfortunately wasn't a lot. I just talked about Gabriel Davis. I think he's going to improve. Uh, Cole Beasley, if he's healthy, he's, he's a chain mover. I think the Bills are going to run the ball at least a little bit anyway. Point being, there's a lot of weapons and Josh Allen is going to take advantage of every mismatch out there. And it might not always be Stephon Diggs, who after having 127 catches for 1,535 yards last year, your boy's probably going to see more double teams. Now, when you got a great quarterback and weapons, you can make them pay for that. But anyway, that's the reason why, uh, you know, statistically, I think he's going to suffer a little bit. Plus, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up his knee. You know, it's been at least some concern this summer. I don't know if it's going to linger into the, to the regular season. Obviously, I hope it doesn't. So I like Stefan Diggs a ton, just as much as I ever have. I just think uh, statistically, the laws of gravity, man, say that your boys do for at least somewhat of a statistical uh, regression. Last Buffalo Bills prediction, and I guess uh, <laughs> I'm putting on my homer hat here, I guess, because I think Josh Allen is your 2021 NFL MVP. Folks, I think the Buffalo Bills have a legitimate, true superstar right now. And not just in the eyes of Buffalo Bills fans. Because you see, that's the thing. A lot of times, maybe not so much back in the Super Bowl era because those guys are Hall of Fame players. But over the last 20 years or so, the Bills have had a lot of good players. But fans in Buffalo probably value them more than they are valued around the league. Not with Josh Allen, oh man. Not with Josh Allen. Not at all. This dude is the truth. And everybody around the league knows it. Fan bases on 31 NFL teams know it. Media who cover 31 other NFL teams, they all know it. Josh Allen is a legitimate, true superstar. I think Josh Allen has the tools physically that are as good as or more impressive than anyone in the league. And so we're clear here. I'm also including Patrick Mahomes. I think physically, Josh Allen, maybe in a little bit of different type of way, but Josh Allen is just as physically gifted as Patrick Mahomes, if not more. And last year, he pretty much put it all together. This year, I think he entirely puts it all together. He may not statistically match what he did last year. That remains to be seen. Although, I mean, if the preseason in the summer is any indication, the way he's looked in camp, the way he looked for most of that first half in that preseason finale against Green Bay, and the way the Bills just look like they have zero interest in even trying to run the football right now, Josh Allen, his stats might even be better than, than they were last year, which last year were MVP worthy. It was just that Aaron Rodgers just had an 
ungodly 2020 season who deserved MVP. But this is Josh's year. I really, truly think that. I think the Bills and Josh Allen have one of the best players in the entire NFL. I think the whole NFL nation knows that. And I think this year is going to come to fruition. Josh Allen is going to be your 2021 um, MVP. All right, I got a couple NFL ones too. Then after that, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to turn it over to submissions that I got for some listeners and some fans. Now, some of these I discussed already on the podcast last week with Aaron Quinn. So if you, if you caught that, some of these you might be hearing again. Um, if not, I'm going to just fly through these real quick. All right, so these are NFL. These are non, for the most part, non-Buffalo Bills things. I think the New York Jets are going to rue the day that they took Zach Wilson over Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. I think of those four quarterbacks, I like Zach Wilson the least. Now, in fairness to Zach, I also think that he's going to the worst situation for him, just like what happened with Sam Darnold, who got drafted over Josh Allen and Josh Rosen a handful of years ago. It's not that I hate Zach Wilson. I like these other three guys more. I just think the Jets made a big mistake taking Zach Wilson second. If I had the second overall pick, all right, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I can't sit here and say, I would have taken Mac Jones with the second pick. But I will tell you, if I had the second pick, I would have taken Trey Lance. Or if I didn't take Trey Lance, I would have taken Justin Fields. I think both those quarterbacks are better than Zach. So I think the Jets are going to regret this a couple years uh, down the road. Next one. And I guess, you know, Aaron Quinn kind of disputed this when I talked to him on the podcast last week. So maybe this isn't so much of a bold prediction after all. But I think the AFC sleeper team this year is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. I like them a lot. They're not going to win that division because of the Chiefs. But I think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. I think Justin Herbert in his second year is going to become one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. He might not have the same statistical season. In fact, I know he won't because he don't run the ball like Josh Allen and he's not going to run for those touchdowns. But he's going to sling that football, man. The Chargers got a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. And they got a pretty good defense. With guys back, Duran James, Bosa. I like the Chargers a lot. They had a really good offseason. They rebuilt the offensive line between free agency and the draft. I think that team's good, man. I think they're going to be a playoff team. So my AFC sleeper team this year is going to be the Chargers. Um, next one, and this does involve the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills New Orleans Saints game on Thanksgiving night is going to lose some of its luster. And I don't think it's because obviously the Bills. I mean, the Bills are a huge draw. Ratings-wise, it's going to do fine because it's Thanksgiving night. I mean, you can play any two teams out there and most of America is going to want to watch. But I think this game's going to lose some of its luster because I don't think the Saints are good. I don't think the Saints are going to be very good. I don't, I'm not a Jameis Winston guy. I know he's older and more mature and he got a season behind Drew Brees last year, but he still makes horrible decisions. He throws a lot of interceptions. Michael Thomas is hurt. The Saints have lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent beyond just Drew Brees. I don't think the Saints are good. I don't think they're going to even finish second in the NFC South this year. So I think that game, while in the Buffalo market, obviously, is going to be a huge draw, of course. Nationally, that game's going to lose some luster because I think the Saints are going to be pretty lousy. All right, let's turn our attention to, uh, well, the AFC East, all right? I got two things here. Number one. I think the Miami Dolphins have a deep playoff run caliber roster, but that ain't coming to fruition this year. 
I just don't think two is that guy. I don't think he's that good. And I know it's easy to sit there and say, well, he was a rookie last year. Josh Allen kind of sucked as a rookie. That's true. I just don't see that type of growth in Tua. Maybe Josh Allen's not even a fair example. I'm not even sure Tua is going to be Baker Mayfield good, which to me is just, all right. Baker Mayfield's been all right so far in his NFL career. At best, I, I see that with Tua. I think Tua's going to be an impediment to the Dolphins. Like I said, they got a deep playoff run caliber roster, meaning the rest of that team is really good. The skill position players, the defense, there's a lot of talent on that team. And I like Flores as a coach a lot, okay? But I don't like the quarterback, and I don't think you can win in today's NFL without really strong quarterback play. Now, I know this might be the take that I look back six months from now, and if there's any Miami Dolphins fans that are listening, trust me, they're going to throw the shit in my face if Miami's good and two is good. And that could happen. I just don't see it. Side note, though, I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson, but I hope he does not end up with the Miami Dolphins because if Deshaun Watson ends up with the Miami Dolphins, which could, if that does happen, that could be any day. I don't want no part of Miami. If I'm Buffalo or anybody, I don't want Deshaun Watson to be a Miami Dolphin because you could say what you want about Deshaun Watson off the field. On the field, Deshaun Watson is one of the best, at worst, one of the best three to four quarterbacks in the entire NFL. You got Mahomes, you got Rodgers, you got Josh Allen, you got Deshaun Watson. Those four guys are right there. I got maybe Russell Wilson as well. Deshaun Watson is an elite quarterback. Physically, talented, on the field. I'm not talking about the off the field shit, man. I don't want Miami to get them. But as things stand right now, I think the Miami Dolphins are good enough from front to back of the roster to be a team that can make the playoffs and, and do some damage. But I don't see that coming to fruition because I don't trust Tua. Uh, conversely, staying with the AFC East, I like the New England Patriots. I'm sorry, folks, but I do. I think they're going to be better than a lot of people think. In fact, I think the New England Patriots, I said Miami has a deep playoff roster. I think the New England Patriots are going to finish second in the AFC East. I think they're going to finish ahead of Miami. And I think the New England Patriots are going to make the wild card. I do. I think Matt Jones is a good passer. He's a good thrower of the football. And I think he's a good fit for that offense. That particular offense in New England I think Mac Jones is a good fit for. And by the way, I agree 100% with the decision, Bill Belichick, to, to name Mac Jones as a starter. And once you do that, you get rid of Cam Newton because Cam Newton should not be the guy who's your backup. Brian Hoyer should be, and if it's not Brian Hoyer, it should be somebody like him. Somebody like Matt Barkley was to Josh Allen. You need that kind of off-field mentor, somebody who's going to be helpful in the locker room and in positional meetings off the field, I didn't think Cam Newton was going to be that guy. Cam Newton, you either start him or you get rid of him. I like Mac Jones plenty. I don't think he's Trey Lance good. I don't think he's uh, Justin Fields good, but he's talented and he's a good fit for that offense. I like Damian Harris a lot. Damian Harris, kind of throwing a, a side bowl prediction in here. Damian Harris might be your NFL breakout star for 2021. 
This is a hell of a running back. I think he's going to have a great season in New England, especially without Cam Newton hogging those goal line situation touchdowns. I like Damian Harris a lot. Let's not forget the New England Patriots invested heavily in not one, but two tight ends that many Buffalo Bills fans were clamoring for this offseason. Of course, I'm talking about Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. So they're loaded at tight end. They got a good running back, a rookie quarterback, who's going to make some mistakes, but I like him. I think he's a better quarterback, at least throwing the football than Cam Newton is right now. Uh, the wide receivers are adequate. They're not very good, but you know you could do worse, maybe anyway, than Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, uh, Kendrick Bourne. But that's not the strength of the team. I think running the football, playing physical, throwing your tight ends, that's their offensive identity going forward. And that defense is pretty good. Yo, this is the Bill Belichick defense, all right? Matthew Janon's going to be a good addition. Kyle Van Noy was very good in New England, went to Miami last year. He's back. Dante Hightower sat out last year with COVID. He's back. That's a good defense. I don't think the New England Patriots are going to overtake the Buffalo Bills and win the AFC East, but I could see them going uh, maybe 11 and 6. Like I said, finishing second in that division, winning the wild card. Now, I got two more for you here. And again, I'm going to remind you at the end of the show today, I'm going to have my Super Bowl prediction. I think the Washington football team finishes second in the NFC. I think they're the second best team right now in the NFC. I think they're better than Frisco. I think they're better than Green Bay. I know they're better than Dallas. I think Tampa's the only team that's better than the NFC. I love the Washington football team. That team is loaded, man. What a great situation and a great opportunity for Ryan Fitzpatrick to finally make the playoffs. He's the starter, at least for right now he is. That team's got a great running game, Antonio Gibson. They got great receivers led by Terry McLaurin. Samuel's there now. That team is really good on offense. And don't even get me started about the defense. That defense is really good. Chase Young with the exception of Aaron Donald, might become the second best defensive player in the NFL by the time this year is over. Washington football team, really good, man. They're going to be the two seed in the NFC. And then last but not least, I, well, you know what? Three years ago, this would have killed my soul to say this. Now, not so much, to be honest with you. I think at 44 years old, I think Tom Brady's going to be your... Uh, Second place in NFL MVP this year. I think Josh Allen's winning the MVP. I think Tom Brady's finishing second. And I know Mahomes is out there. I know Aaron Rodgers. So many other great players. Tom Brady is in his second year with Tampa. He's completely comfortable. By the way, much more likable now that he's not a New England Patriot. He's fun on Twitter. He's been, uh, you know, some of the press conferences he's had, he's been very candid. He's really engaging and, and interesting to listen to. Quite frankly, kind of funny. But anyway, that's off field. On the field, your boy's in his second year on a Super Bowl team. He's more comfortable now than he was this time last year. I think Tampa Bay by far has the best roster in the NFL. They can run the football. Their offensive line is good. They got Evans. They got Godwin. They got Antonio Brown. They got Gronk. This team is loaded. Tom Brady is going to have a phenomenal season, maybe one of the best statistically of his career, 20, 21 years. I still think Josh Allen is going to be your MVP, but I think Tom Brady is going to finish second. All right, so those are my Buffalo Bills and NFL season predictions. 
I'm going to take a quick break. And on the other side, I'm going to run through some of yours. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back and I'm going through Buffalo Bills and NFL bowl predictions for the regular season submitted by fans, by listeners of the show. Uh, Let's start Buffalo Bills. And again, these are completely your predictions, not necessarily mine. And uh, we'll start with some Buffalo Bills. At Andy Anderson on Twitter, Buffalo Bills will have a top 10 defense. Josh Allen continues his improbable year-to-year improvement recording the single greatest offensive season in NFL history. Um, All right, top 10 defense I'll buy. I just told you I think Josh Allen is going to win NFL MVP, but the greatest single offensive season in NFL history? And that's asking a lot, man. Patrick Mahomes a couple years ago, I don't know that you're ever going to top that. I think of Dan Marino in 1984. So, nah, man, I, I mean, that. well, you know, these are your predictions. Again, not mine, but that's that's really bold. That That's going to be really hard to do. Top 10 defense, though. By the way, we don't talk a lot about the defense. The Bills' defense has an opportunity to be really good. I thought last year, for as good as the Bills were, they were the defense was a little bit on the underwhelming side. Now, I know injuries had something to do with that. But I think as good as this team is, I think the defense has a a lot to prove this year. Uh, At Sean Burnett, I think Tremaine Edmonds has a huge season and establishes himself as a star. Okay. Well, he is a Pro Bowl player, so I think technically he already is a star, although there's a lot of people in Buffalo who would disagree, and quite frankly, I might be one of them if I'm just being honest with you. Um, Yeah, huge season. Look, I want to see more impact plays from Tremaine Edmonds. I don't care about the tackles so much because we've seen through the years with Buffalo Bills linebackers when the team wasn't good. And don't get me wrong, they're very good now. But I saw a lot of years. I remember Preston Brown would have a million tackles. But those tackles would be seven yards past the line of scrimmage and they were no impact plays. Even London Fletcher, at least near the tail end of his Bills career, there were kind of empty stats. I guess that's what I'm saying here. A lot of linebackers put up good numbers, but they're empty stats. I want to see Tremaine Edmonds have sacks. I want to see him have forced fumbles. I want to see him have fumble recoveries, interceptions, uh, quarterback pressures, things like that. I want to see more impactful plays from Tremaine Edmonds. Right now, I kind of consider Tremaine Edmonds 
uh, compared to a former Buffalo Bill from back in the day, I would say, say like a Reuben Brown. Reuben Brown was a good guard who always made the Pro Bowl, but I don't think many people around the league considered Reuben Brown an elite guard. I don't think he was one of the best four or five guards in the NFL when he was making all the Pro Bowls for the Bills. Good, good guard, very good guard, but not elite. I kind of feel like that's how Tremaine Edmonds is right now. I think Tremaine Edmonds is a good linebacker, but I don't think he's an elite linebacker. I think he needs to be more impactful, making game-changing, game-altering plays before I'm willing to go there uh, with Tremaine Edmonds. And by the way, sticking here with Tremaine Edmonds on the other side of the fence here at, and this is a Twitter submission, B2 Bry. He says, Tremaine Edmonds will continue to offer subpar play and eventually cede some playing time to Andre Smith. All right, see, so Tremaine Edmonds is a lightning rod for Bills fans. He's that guy who you, you love him or you hate him or maybe hate saying the wrong word, but you either think he's really good or you think he's really overrated. And it kind of, he's one of those guys where it goes both ways. I don't know that he's had subpar play. And listen, this is, I got to say this too. In fairness to Tremaine Edmonds, he was hurt last year, okay? A good chunk of last season, he was not 100%, and I think it showed. I think he played much better late in the season than he did early and in the middle part of the season because I think he got healthier. So you can't discount that. A linebacker needs to be healthy, and your boy was not freaking healthy last year. That said, subpar play might be pushing it using that terminology, but I do think he needs to be better. Um, seeding playing time to Andre Smith, nah. If, if Jermaine Edmonds, I don't know, are you saying if Jermaine Edmonds, even if healthy, is going to be sitting on the sidelines because Andre Smith's going to take some possessions? Kind of like what we might see at guard this year between Cody Ford and Ike Bakker, where they kind of alternate possessions maybe, or he goes with the hot hand? Nah, that ain't happening. Jermaine Edmonds, if he's healthy, he's going to be on the field. So he ain't losing no playing time to Andre Smith. I do like Andre Smith, by the way. I think he's a good player, good pickup. I like him a lot, actually. I feel better about Andre Smith being in the lineup playing for Tremaine Edmonds if Tremaine Edmonds goes down than I felt last year about backup linebackers, especially, well, it's in a different position, but A.J. Klein playing for Matt Milano like he did. I like Andre Smith just fine, but conceding playing time, nope. All right, DMC Cote says, Gabriel Davis will top 1,000 yards. I talked about this earlier in the episode. That I don't agree with. I do think he's going to have a better year than last year, which was a good rookie year. 600 yards last year. I could see him having seven, 800. But for him to have 1,000 yards, even if, let's just say, uh, I don't know, Emmanuel Sanders got hurt opening week and was out for the year. You're still the third receiver. You're asking your third receiver to get 1,000 yards. I don't see that happening. Don't see it happening. It would take multiple injuries to Bill's receivers because you're going to throw to Cole Beasley alive in that slot. And Stephon Diggs is going to get his targets, man. Now, is Diggs and Sanders out? I guess that would be the only realistic scenario where Davis getting 1,000 yards could be in play. And this is coming from a huge... I'm a Gabriel Davis stan, okay? This is on Twitter. My Twitter is a Gabriel Davis stan account, all right? But 1,000 yards, nah. Too much, man. All right, two more Buffalo Bills ones here. Uh, Cincy Planner says, Buffalo's defense and special teams generate six touchdowns this year. Uh, well, that's a lot. 
I mean, let's just say they even if they get two return touchdowns, that would leave at least four defensive touchdowns. Uh, it could happen. It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible. I don't have much to add. That's a good take. That's a good bowl prediction from Cincy Planner. Don't really have much to add. It's one of those. We'll have to see how it plays out. All right, last one from my good friend at Buffalo Wins. Of course, I'm talking about Joe from Queens, a regular on his podcast. In fact, he was just on a week ago. We did a live a live tape, and I should say, at Casey's Black Rock, him and Joe Yurden. Which, by the way, side note, I expected to be really combative with Joe because Joe's really combative on Twitter. But in fairness to him, his takes, when he's allowed a microphone in time to, to, to elaborate on what he's saying, a lot of times he actually makes sense. Instead of just going right for the jugular, like he does on Twitter with Bill's fans about a lot of things. He actually had some really good takes. Anyway, here's his take now. He says, the Browns are winning the Super Bowl and Devin Singletary will have over 1,000 yards. I'm not going to comment on the Browns winning the Super Bowl. I'll save that for the end of the of the episode coming up here in a couple of minutes because I have a Super Bowl prediction that's kind of tied into that. Devin Singletary, 1,000 yards total offense. Only way that happens is if Zach Moss has to get hurt again. Because I think otherwise they're in a timeshare. Maybe even Matt Breida, something has to happen with him. I don't know, man. I don't. The Bills don't run the football enough for a running back to have a lot of yards. I don't think any running back is going to have 700 yards rushing this year. And also, they don't. Josh Allen doesn't throw to the running backs that much. He throws to his wide receivers, as he should. So I don't agree with that. I don't think it would take a lot for Devin Singletary to get um, 1,000 yards this year. All right. So. Let's end this way. We got some NFL. These are not Buffalo Bills. These are NFL bowl predictions submitted by listeners at T-Shirt University. Matt Stafford has a better year than Lamar Jackson. By the way, lots of uh, Matt Stafford tweets. That's a popular. The Rams and Matt, Matt Stafford specifically have been a trendy offseason topic of discussion. And I got a handful of these as well. But anyway... I can see it happening. Of course I can. Matt Stafford has a better year than Lamar Jackson. It could happen. Uh, At Bill Perry. In fact, not at. This is a a Facebook submission. Bill Perry. Matt Stafford, top three in MVP voting. It could happen, but I don't know. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. That's three right there. Dak Prescott is back if he can stay healthy all year. I, I don't know, man. Matt Stafford finishing in the top three in MVP voting. That, that, that's kind of a reach. Anderson09 says, Patriots win a playoff game. Also, Cowboys versus Rams, NFC Championship. Um, Well, I mean, New England winning a playoff game wouldn't be a shock to me. To, to win a playoff game, you got to make the playoffs. And I just told you guys a handful of minutes ago, I think the New England Patriots are going to finish second in the AFC East. and that. They're going to make the playoffs. So that wouldn't be a huge shock to me. I could see him getting in the playoffs and, and maybe winning a game. Not likely, but it could happen. Cowboys versus Rams, NFC Championship. I steadfastly disagree with that. I do not think the Dallas Cowboys are a playoff team. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a great fantasy football offense. And I think that's where it starts and ends. Their defense is still lousy. And I think Washington is the class of that division. So no, I don't see that happening at all. Bold take though. At NBA boards, 
Daniel Jones has a very good year and leads the Giants to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> let me say this. Every single year, if we do this every year and somebody says something about a different team, there's always a team that comes out of nowhere and makes the playoffs. Like the team stinks one year and then the next year they're a playoff team and a guy kind of rises from the ashes and becomes a breakout star. Not impossible. Who knows? Maybe the Giants are this year's team. Maybe Daniel Jones is that guy. Good take, bold take. Don't see it happening. No, I, I don't see it happening. At Bill's chick, Jacoby Brissett has a better season in Tua as a starter for Miami. Yeesh. I'm not a Tua guy. I just made that really clear a couple minutes ago, but that's really pushing it. You know, I'm going to add this one more time. It's worth repeating. Please, please, please. No Deshaun Watson to the Miami Dolphins. I just don't want to see it. Jacoby Brissett, though, I mean, come on, man. No. Nope, sorry, Bills chick. At Jeff Smith Bills, Broncos win a playoff game. Uh, no. I like Denver. I think they're going to regret not making a bigger move at quarterback. I think they should have gotten one of these rookies in the draft, whether it was Fields, maybe they moved up for Vance or Mac Jones. I think all those guys are, are better football players or will be better football players than what they have right now in Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I think Denver's got a lot of talent especially at skill position on offense, man. They got running backs, receivers for days. Noah Fant is a great tight end. And they got some talent on defense. I like that team. Don't love the head coach. And I don't like the quarterback. Kansas City is definitely going to win in division. And I, we talked about this, or I talked about this earlier. I think the Chargers are a sleeper team. I think they can make the playoffs. So no, I don't, I, I don't see that happening. But again, bold take, okay. At Uber Hansen, 49ers finished last in the NFC West. Uh, nah, uh, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you got, so who do you have here? You got Arizona, mm, nah, Seattle, nah, man, I, I, 49ers finishing last, that, that would, t it would take a lot for the 49ers to finish last in, in the NFC West. I don't think Arizona is better than them. I definitely don't think Arizona is better than them. Nah, don't agree. All right, at Rich Trent. Wow, this is a big one. The Falcons win the NFC South. Man, this must be a big time Falcons fan. Are you telling me that the Atlanta Falcons are going to win the NFC South, the same division that the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing in? A team that returned literally all their starters. They're running it back. You're telling me the Atlanta Falcons, without Julio Jones, are going to win the NFC South? Come on, Rich. No way. No chance. Uh, the real DJ Mock. This one might even be bolder somehow. The Jacksonville Jaguars will win the AFC South. What? Man, you know that Tennessee's in that division, right? You know that Indy's in that division, right? I like Trevor Lawrence. By the way, we don't even talk about Trevor Lawrence. All these other quarterbacks get all the, the talk. Trevor Lawrence is the top overall pick in this draft. I like him. He's going to be good. But the Jaguars winning that division right now is rookie year. No way. No shot. 
Um, all right, let's move on. I got a couple more here. At training camp, Meigs. The Washington football team is a top five defense by the end of the year. I don't even know that that's bold. Is that bold? I think Washington football team might have a top two or three defense by the end of the year. That team is stacked, man. That defensive line is stacked. I don't think that's really bold, to be honest with you. Um, Fracken Bjorks. Now, again, going back to the Rams will win the NFC. Several other ones I have. I, it would take me forever to read them all. Several others have the Rams winning the, the Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl or, or winning the NFC. But like I said, going back to that Frisco finishing last, I mean, you do have the Rams. You do have Seattle. But Arizona, I, I just don't see it. And as the Rams winning the NFC, man, uh, it, it, Peter King says so, right? I think I just saw a prediction this week. Peter King picked the Rams and the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's shocking. I will say this, man. Matt Stafford's got a lot of expectations on his shoulders this year. If, if you were going to say, is there a quarterback in the NFL that has more pressure than Josh Allen? And that's going to be tough because A, Josh Allen finished second in MVP voting last year. So there comes expectations. And B, everybody's picking the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. Or C, Josh Allen just got paid a trillion dollars this offseason. It's hard to say that there's a quarterback who's going to have more pressure on his shoulders. But, but if there is one, it's got to be Matt Stafford. Because the Rams, I mean, they were borderline. They did make the playoffs last year. In fact, they should have won in Green Bay. They should have won that game. The Rams are a good team. They weren't a, a great team. And you basically switch Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. But now everybody's picking the Rams to to get to the NFC Championship, if not go to Super Bowl. Matt Stafford is going to have a shitload of pressure on him, man, this year, for sure. Um, JJ Vax, bogey golf. Sam Darnold leads the Panthers to the playoffs. You're crazy, bro. Next, at Nick Smitty 3, Browns don't live up to the hype and are a 9-8 or 8-9 team. This is, a, this is a good take. I'm not saying I believe it because, I frankly, I don't. But I could see this happening because just like I talked about earlier in the show with Miami, I, I see Cleveland the same way. I think the Browns from top to bottom might have, you know what? The Browns from top to bottom, with the exception of Tampa, the Browns might have the second best roster in the NFL. When you go offensive line, when you go running back with Chubb and Hunt, you go wide receiver with Landry and Beckham, a great tight end in Hooper. The defensive line, they got Miles Garrett. They signed Jadavian Clowney. They had an unbelievable offseason. They had a great draft. The Cleveland Browns are loaded. But, but, do you trust Baker Mayfield at quarterback? Is he a championship quarterback? That's what it comes down to. You could have a great football team, but if your quarterback is okay, you're not going to be an elite football team. Now with the Miami Dolphins, I'm pretty confident at this stage of his career, Tua is not that guy. Baker Mayfield, I'm not so confident on. I think he can be a great quarterback. Right now, I think he's just a pretty good quarterback. Baker Mayfield, there might not be a player in the NFL who's going to have more impact on his team than Baker Mayfield. Because I think if Baker Mayfield is 
Ryan Tannehill good, I think the Cleveland Browns can win the entire Super Bowl. And by the way, I can't take credit for that take. As I'm saying it, it just popped in my mind. I had Bruce Nolan on the show before, and he said the, kind of the same thing. He, he says, if, if Baker Mayfield is Ryan Tannehill, the Browns can win the Super Bowl. I'd completely buy that. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. More on that in a second. But I will say, I, I think Baker Mayfield being a, taking the next step, I think that's a more sure thing than it is uh, to a taking the next step. So I don't think, it's a great take by Nick Smitty, but I don't think the Browns are a 9-8 and eight or an 8-9 and nine team because I think Baker Mayfield is going to be good enough for them to probably win their division and do some damage in the playoffs. I could definitely see the Browns going 12 and five easily. Um, Connor Manley, I should have done these in order. I'm kind of doing these randomly. He said Jaguars will have a winning record, which to me is far more realistic than real DJ Mock, who said Jacksonville is going to win the division. Uh, T rain 531 Bengals will finish second in their division. Well, you better hope Joey, if that happens, Joey Bowles, Joey Burrow is going to get a, he's going to be in a conversation for NFL MVP. If Cincinnati ends up finishing second, because that team's just not good right now. Um, last couple here at Dave Radar. Tom Brady hits the cliff as a 44-year-old NFL quarterback. Could not, it's a bold take. It's a bold prediction. I'll give you credit, Dave. But I couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree more. Tom Brady at 44 years old, just like Tom Brady at 40 years old and 37 years old, has the NFL figured out. He's seen everything there is to see. He is mentally sharp as ever. He's still physically very good. I mean, he's not in his prime physically anymore, but he's still a great quarterback. He's got the perfect NFL offense, the perfect roster on his side, a great coach in Bruce Arians. Tom Brady ain't falling off no cliff. He might not be MVP caliber, although I do think he's going to be. In fact, I just said he was going to be, but him falling off the cliff, don't see that happen. Not when a football team is that good. If Tom Brady was on the Chicago Bears or the Arizona Cardinals or the Denver Broncos or even maybe the Miami Dolphins, sure, the potential would be there to fall off a cliff. But Tom Brady, with that talent and that comfort in Tampa, no chance that's happening. As long as he stays healthy anyway. Um, two more. Buffalo Irish. For all the talk about catching the Chiefs this offseason, the Bills and Chiefs won't actually meet in the playoffs this year. Funny you say that, Buffalo Irish. I agree. Good take. More on that in a second. Last one here. The crass war. He says, or she says, Seahawks will fire Pete Carroll at the end of the 2021 season and replace him with Brian Dable. Good way, crass war, to tie in an NFL bold, uh, bold take along with the Buffalo Bills. If Seattle underachieves, I could see that happening. In any job out there in the NFL, any job out there in the NFL that opens up at during or at the end of this season, Brian Dable should, could, and will be at the forefront. I mean, at this point, if Brian Dable's not a head coach by next offseason, something weird is going on. Because that dude should be a freaking NFL head coach right now. And I'm glad he's not, because that means he's here for, in Buffalo for another year, another year to work with Josh and create havoc on NFL defenses. I love it. But I can't see any scenario, unless he just flat out doesn't want to become a head coach, which I don't buy that. I just don't see a scenario where Brian Dable's not a head coach. 
So if it is Seattle that fires Carroll, man, you, do you think Russell Wilson, you think he'd be happy to work with Brian Dable for a couple of years in the twilight of his career? Now, I know we've had in a popular, uh, a popular source of discussion has been a Brian Dable and Mitch Trubisky package going somewhere next year. But I tell you what, if you're Seattle and you're Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll is gone, man, Brian Dable would be a great fit. That's a good take, man. I like that. That was fun. This was fun. And I want to end by doing uh, my Super Bowl prediction, okay? And <laughs> I'm doing it, folks. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm putting on a Homer hat. Although I don't really feel it's outlandish enough to say or to call what I'm about to say a, a Homer move, man. I like the Bills to win the AFC this year. I do. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl. And it's not that outlandish, okay? This was a 13-3 team from a year ago that made the AFC Championship that has pretty much all their key players back. I think their big weakness was the pass rush. That's why they couldn't get past Kansas City last year, or one of the reasons why. It, but the biggest of multiple reasons, let's say that. They addressed that shit, man. They addressed that shit. Not with one, but two picks. Their first two picks in the draft. I think they immediately addressed it. I think F.A. Obata is going to be better than people think, too. I said it earlier in the show. I think F.A. Obata will be active on game days before Mario Addison, if it comes down to that. I think A.J. Epinesa is going to take a pretty big step in year two. So you got a team that was great last year. I think you got an improved pass rush. I think Emmanuel Sanders is an upgrade over John Brown. The offensive line essentially is the same. The running backs are essentially the same a year older, maybe a little bit better. Again, they're not, they ain't going to run the football much, but maybe they run it a little more effective. Matt Milano's healthy. I think Tremaine Edmonds potentially could finally uh, be as good as we want him to be. I know some people, again, he is a pro bowler, but I think as Bills fans, we expect and want, at least want more from him. I think he might get that. The Bills are loaded, man. So it's not a far stretch. Now, here's, here's where I, I want to tie back in that Browns take from a, a, a couple of uh, bowl predictions ago. I think the Cleveland, I don't think the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship because I don't think the Chiefs are going to make the AFC Championship. As much as Patrick Mahomes is great as, as great as Kansas City is, I do think Baker Mayfield is going to be a very good quarterback this year. Because I think he's set up for success in that offense. Plus, the Cleveland Browns are going to run the fuck out of the football, okay? Let's not kid ourselves here. They're going to run the football. Baker Mayfield is going to be a great game manager, and that defense is really, really, really good, okay? I think the Cleveland Browns are going to exact some revenge from losing to Kansas City in the playoffs last year. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to beat the Chiefs, and I think the Bills are going to beat the, Kansas, or the Cleveland Browns in the AFC Championship, which will be played in Orchard Park. NFC side, I like Tampa. You got to like Tampa. I like Tampa to beat the Washington football team in the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Um, this is, God, I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could. But I'm not picking the Bills. I don't think the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to repeat. And if Bills fans have forgiven Tom Brady for, 19 years or 20 years, whatever it was with the New England Patriots, and they're kind of over it. We're going to hate them one last time because I think the Bills 
and the Buccaneers are going to meet in the Super Bowl. And I think the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to win. Sorry, Bills fans, but hey, I got them going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a fun year. Don't know if they're going to be able to live up to all the hype. But again, you know, two years ago, going into last year, we thought the Bills were going to be good. I don't know that many people thought the Bills were going to be 13-3, and number two seed in the AFC. Good. This year, this entire offseason, it's not about being good or even being great. It's about being a Super Bowl team. That's the expectation. It should be. I do think the Buffalo Bills have all the potential on earth to get to the Super Bowl. And this year, I do think they're going to do it. Unfortunately, and I didn't really think about it until I'm saying it as it's coming out of my mouth right now, but I think the Bills are about to go 0-5 in the Super Bowl because Tampa Bay is just that team. And they were a loaded team. It was probably the best team in the NFL last year. They're definitely the best team on paper right now in the NFL this year. But anyway, that was fun. That went longer than I thought, by the way. I thought this was going to be 30, 40 minutes. That didn't work out. But hey, you guys did an awesome job of sending submissions in. And don't forget, folks, tomorrow, John Fina is going to be on the podcast. Then, of course, Casual Friday, presented by Casey's Black Rock. I'll be doing that with my regular Casual Friday guest, Joe Yurden. Have a good day, and I'll actually be back. New episode tomorrow. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.